All right, well, we're so glad to have you here. I'm just going to give you just a little encouragement in the Word tonight, and uh, and then we're going to go and have a, a short time of prayer and uh, and then worship, and then we'll dismiss you. But um, it's so great that you've come out. Come out. That's not a word, but that you came out. Can you give me that podium, buddy? Uh, that you came out and that you've joined us. And so if you have your Bibles, if you can open with me um, in your Bibles to Hebrews 10, 22. Hebrews 10, 22. And what uh, I would just like to encourage you tonight with is um, the word assurance. The word assurance. Thank you, sir. We read in Hebrews 10, 22 to 23, And it says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure with water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, forsaking uh, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together and in this manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read it from a different version, but I wanted to read it from the New King James so you could get that uh, full assurance. It says, let us go right into the presence of God with true hearts, fully trusting him for our evil conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood, making us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Basically, what this is saying is, guys, because of the work that Jesus did on the cross, we can have assurance that we are in right standing with the Lord. If anything else happens in our life, because how many of you would say, it seems like 2020, you've been on a little roller coaster. It's been up. It's been down. You've had light curves. And sometimes on a roller coaster, there's fun moments, right? Well, I like roller coasters. Sometimes there's fun moments. But I tell you what, it's never fun when you're right on the tip and the brink and all of a sudden you shoot straight down, you know? No one's like, yay! It's more like, ah! You know, it's like they're freaking out. And sometimes that is that is what it's that's what 2020 has felt like. You have moments of laughter, and then you have moments of oh my goodness, hold on for your life, you know. But this scripture is assuring us that everything is going to come, it's going to come, and it's going to go. But you and I can have the guarantee assurance that the work that Jesus did on the cross still stands today. Amen. Without wavering. And so this is what the scripture says. Without wavering, let us hold tightly to the hope we say we have. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. He can be trusted to keep his promises that he will forgive us. He can be trusted to keep his promises that this life does not have the final say so. That 2020 does not have the final say so for now, but also for our future. Amen. That is an assurance that we can have. And we need to hold on to it. Think of ways to encourage one another to outburst of love and keep his promises. Excuse me. To encourage one another. I need my glasses, y'all. 
to encourage one another by bursts of love and good deeds. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one, uh, one, encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming again is drawing near. That is not something that we need to fear if we have assurance that he is our Savior. Amen? What is tomorrow going to look like? What What is our community going to look like? What are things going to do in my family? I don't know all those answers. But what I do know is that which is eternal. Because of my faith in Jesus Christ, I have assurance by the work that he did on the cross for me. And if anything else, I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on that he's my provider. I'm going to hold on that he's my healer. I'm going to hold on that he's my protector. I'm going to hold on that he's my comforter and he's my peace. And all of that is from the work that Jesus did on the cross. When we have assurance that we are loved, that we are safe, that we are cared for, the well-being of our life is, is looked after. And someone values our life. They value our life. Oh, man, what does that do on the inside of us? When you know, when Dana knows, man, my life is valued, that no matter what circumstances I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, I know that I'm not alone. I know that someone loves me and cares for me. You know? The comfort, the security, the encouragement, the strength, the peace that comes when you and I have our assurance in the one and only true Jesus Christ. Amen? So let's look at a couple of things. When I was looking at the word assurance, man, it's it's so packed with a lot of just biblical truths. And But I want to come at it from an angle of assurance and a noun and assurance and a verb, okay? Assurance, those of you that are educators or that homeschool uh, your kids, assurance and a noun. Again, a noun is used to identify a person, place, a thing, a quality, correct? Good. Somebody said amen, one person. Okay. And a verb is used to describe what? An action, right? An action. So let's look at it from true assurance. One, true assurance. How do we have true assurance? Where does assurance come from? How do we know that we know that we know that it's going to be okay? How do we know that we know? One, standing solid in Jesus Christ by his word. My friends, this word of God is the absolute 100% truth. You say, Dixie, yeah, I know that, but listen to me. Listen on your friend. In this day and age, the last thing that the enemy wants us to hold true to is the truth of the word of God. And when you and I, when we know that we know God is for me, he cannot abandon me. He cannot forsake me. Listen to what Acts 17, 31 says. It says, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, he has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. The word is saying there, God sent Jesus. It was specifically planned and ordained. 
so that all of the world can have the assurance that he is the one and only true living God. He is the savior of the world by raising him from the dead. And what is so vital about this is that not only whenever you and I believe and we come in relationship with the Lord, there's something that happens. One, whenever you come, Ezekiel 36, 26, it says he takes our stony, dirty heart and he removes it and he places his spirit within inside of us. When there is that exchange, when we hear what the word says, let God's word transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You're, you know, whenever we grow up in a, the home and the environment that you grew up can have a tremendous effect upon your life. But how many, whether it's you or whether it's somebody that you know, their life is so drastically different now than necessarily how they are raised because they encountered the assurance of the word of God. You know understand what I'm saying? They didn't come from necessarily a healthy home and loving environment, but yet they are solid and stable and they are producing loving and, and, and uh, good character quality of ch children. Why? Is because they have encountered the truth of the word of God. And when you and I encounter the truth, standing solid in Jesus Christ by his word, that no matter what comes across the news, no matter what conflict that I hear in social media, no matter what news I receive from the doctor, those trials will still be very real. Those challenges will still be very real. But I do not have to fall apart. I can be solid as I stand on the truth of the word of God. And that is he will never leave me or forsake me. He is still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. See church, see church, that is, that is the assurance that God wants to remind us of every day. But also because when that assurance of who he is, the faithful, the loving, and the caring God, that light of Jesus will shine within us, and it can be assurance to everyone that we come in contact with. That is the hope that we have in Jesus. Amen? So true assurance is, my friends, you have to stand solid in Jesus Christ by his word. Okay? Number two, a true assurance is standing strengthened in worship by his presence. You know, if you go and you read the story of, of King David, whenever the, the Ark of the Covenant was being brought into the, uh, the city, you know, many people, some cheered, but some mocked because of, of, um, David's, um, just response. It's like the, the Bible describes that he was just undignified. It's like he didn't care. He was so excited that the presence of God was in the house, that the presence of God was in the city. Because he knew the presence of God's here, we're going to have victory. The presence of God's here, we're going to have peace. The presence of God's here, it's going to be okay. You and I have access to the presence of God, and we experience that through worship. And it is vital. It is so vital, you know, that whenever you have those moments, you ever just have those moments, and you're just like, Ugh. someone asks you how you feel, and he's like, I can't even begin to describe to you how I feel. You, you, anybody have those moments and you're just like, Ugh. you know, I encourage you, crank up the worship music. Crank it up. 
It doesn't matter if your kids think you're crazy as you're dancing in the house. What's going to happen is, is you're going to create an atmosphere of the Spirit of God being stirred up. And wherever the Spirit of God is, heaviness cannot stay. Doubt cannot stay. Fear cannot stay. Oppression cannot stay. Gloominess, stress cannot stay in the presence of God. And, and, and there will be a divine strength that will rise up within you when you begin to worship. I'm telling you. There will be, there will be a, a, a complete attitude shift when you begin to worship in the presence of God. Cause look at David. It wasn't like, Oh, here comes the presence of the Lord. Everybody be formal. He took off his coat. He took off his jacket. He's like, there is a party in the house. Cause Jesus is here. The presence is here. It gave him an eternal perspective. And when you and I began to worship, when you and I begin to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, everything around me just seems like mush and disgustness. But God, I worship you and I praise you. I am telling you, you are going to have a divine exchange in your spirit, man, and with your perspective of how you see things. And it'll shoot right out your mouth. And it'll give you a strength, a strength, not, not delusion, but divine strength. Because delusion is, oh, it's just all going to be okay. It's all going to be good. And you're trying to talk yourself out of the mully grubs. It's delusion, but divine strength. That strength is coming out of your spirit. Because where the joy of the Lord is, what is there? Strength. And the definition for joy, it, it is the excitement when my spirit is in fellowship with the Lord. My friends, that is the assurance that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen? That He is, that we can be solid because of His Word. The assurance that we have, we can be strengthened in His presence. And number three, we can stand covered and supported by His Spirit. We can stand covered and supported by His Spirit. I want to go back in verse, um, in point two. I want to read Hebrews 6.11 says, And we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, there's a shift that happens whenever you're worshiping and you're in the presence of the Lord, you are going to take on the character of the Spirit. So therefore, you are going to be carriers of peace. You are going to be carriers of joy. You are going to be carriers of self-control when you worship the Lord because you're going to take upon His character, as it says in Galatians 5. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? And that's the shift. See, assurance is, yes, you have the assurance of the now, who God is. He is our provider. He is our creator. He is our maker. He is our Lord. He is our savior. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. That's who God is. But when you come into a relationship with him, action, the verb begins to happen in your life. You say, well, what do you mean? Because you're going from noun to, to verb, action. When you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, action by His Spirit, by the power of His Word, begins to move and act in your life. So your assurance 
begins to grow and expand. You understand what I'm talking about? To where it's not just, yeah, I believe in the Lord. It's like, no, 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 no. I believe in the Lord. You know, not too long ago, I went to an LSU football game. Maybe me and five other people were in the stands. Just joking. There was maybe 15. No, there was a little bit more. But anyway, I mean, we were like way, way, way up in, in the stands. And um, and when they made a touchdown, it was so interesting because even though just because of COVID, everything was restricted and roped off, you know, when we would yell, I'm telling you, I, th- I felt like I was the only person in the stands, you know, like, yeah, team, because normally there's a difference whenever, you know, if you're ever at a football game and everybody's standing, I mean, the stadium will, will shake, and it's a difference. You know, when you go to the Lord and you have assurance in your heart and that he is never going to leave you, it's like that roaring stadium. You understand what I'm talking about? Like, like, yes, God can, because the strength, the excitement in your spirit, man, that is coming out of you because you know that you know you've experienced in his presence, you've experienced in his word that he will never forsake you. That is the assurance that we have. And it is vital that we hold on to it. And even whenever we come to a place that I'm tired and I'm weak, nobody talk to me, don't sing to me, I don't want to sing, you need to call the church. And when I mean the church, I don't mean the physical church number. Hello. You need to call the believers of God. And say, listen, I need you to help me sing. I need you to help me worship. I need you to encourage me in the truth of the word of God. Remind me of the assurance that I have in Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. Number three, standing covered and supported by his spirit. Hebrews 11.1 says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that we hope for, that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things that cannot yet see. You know, whenever we talk about the Lord as our provider, the Lord as our healer, the Lord as our protector and our comforter, when we're going through a trial, especially I have a loved one and, and he is going through a serious trial with his health, when someone is going through a conflict, when they're going through a trial and they don't see the positive effects in the moment of that. Like if someone is sick and you're saying the Lord is your healer, it's hard for us to hold on to that when we're right in the thick of it. You know, and not say, oh, not that we love God, we value God, but we're just so emotionally and physically exhausted. Imagine all the, as it says in Hebrews 11, the kind of known as the, the hall of, of faith. You know, that every one of them that that faced that trial, they did many of them pass before they ever saw the promise come about. But they stayed the course. And here's, this is vital. When you and I stay the course of obeying the word of God, we stay under the covering of his promise. That is so important, church. Just because you don't see God moving, don't step out from under the umbrella of his covering. Hold on to the truth of the word of God. Because no one will have your back greater than God Almighty. But don't expect for for God to ever honor rebellion and sin operating in our lives. 
my friends. So, so I say that with love. Hold on to the promises that he is your healer. Hold on to the promises that he is your provider. Hold on to the promises that he is your protector. Even if you cannot see it, don't stop believing. He cannot fail you. Because the last thing that you want to do is ever come out from under the covering of God Almighty. The last thing. Because God desires to support you by His Spirit. That's why He gave it to us. For us to have that relational communication. But the moment that we step out from under His covering and not in obedience to the Word of God for our life, it will affect us from hearing God clearly. It will affect us from making godly wise choices in our life because seeing seers our heart and our conscience. Okay? And so I say that so true assurances is, listen, we have to stand solid in Jesus Christ by His Word. Amen? True assurance, standing strengthened in worship. Number three, and stand covered by support, uh, by covered and supported by His Spirit. Okay? And this is the action. This is the action of assurance. See, assurance, you have the noun, then you have the verb. But as I was uh, talking to an educator today, Precious Miss Sarah, I said, okay, because it's been a long time since I've been in school, remind me of what that verb is. And, um, and she said, action, like you move the chair. Okay, I'm, I'm getting it, you know. Um, and so I, I just began to think about the action of what Jesus did to give us assurance. Think about it. What action did Jesus do to give us assurance? Jesus died on the cross. Jesus defeated Satan. Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit to empower us, to strengthen us, to comfort us, for us to experience the assurance that he is with us. And listen to this. Here's another action. Jesus is returning for us. Amen. I'm going to read all those again. And I want your brain and your mind to just kind of gel on that good news. Okay? Here's the action verb of, of assurance. Jesus died on the cross for us. Jesus defeated Satan. Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to empower us, to strengthen us, to comfort us. Us to experience the assurance that He is with us and Jesus is returning for us. Amen? We can have that assurance. God carried out what he said he was going to do for us. And we can have the assurance that he keeps his word. Amen. In closing, um, I'm just going to read 2 Corinthians 4 and then we're going to have some, a time of worship, okay? In 2 Corinthians 4, um, the whole chapter of 4 just talks about uh, a lot of conflict and really suffering and trials that Apostle Paul faced. But listen to his attitude in it. You don't have an attitude of assurance like this unless you've experienced the Word of God, worshiping the Lord and staying under His covering. Amen? Whoops. So listen what uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9, through 9, it says, We are pressed on every side by troubles. Anybody understand what Paul's going through? 
Apostle Paul. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed and broken. Come on, say that to you. Say, I am not crushed and I am not broken. We are perplexed. Yeah, yeah. But we don't give up and quit. Come on, let that come out of your mouth. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. 2 Corinthians 4, 14. We know that the same God who raised our Lord Jesus will raise us up with Jesus and present us to himself along with you. That is why we never give up. Through our bodies are dying, our spirits, through our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. How was his spirit being renewed? He was in the presence of the Lord. Most of the epistles were written by Apostle Paul, either in jail or or beaten in major suffering. God will meet you where you are. For our present troubles are quite small and won't last very long. See, when I read that, I was perplexed. His mindset was so kingdom focused that he was an encouragement to everyone that he came in contact with. Yet, they produce us as immeasurable great glory that will last forever. So listen to this. So we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. Rather, we look forward to what we have not yet seen. For the troubles we see will soon be over. But the joys to come will last forever. Oh, my friends, hold on to that. All of God's scripture is divinely inspired. And don't you know that God, when he was speaking to Paul, he knew a 2020 would come. He knew that we would face trials, heartbreak, and frustrations. But he says, oh, I'm still on the throne. And you can be assured I will never leave you or forsake you. You can be assured I will still be your healer. I will still be your provider. I will still be your comforter. Because I love you. Amen. Come on, would you stand with me? Come on, let's just let's just worship the Lord. Thank Him. If your assurance has just been being maybe squished a little bit. I encourage you to just worship the Lord. Allow your spirit man to be encouraged in the presence of the Lord. Allow your spirit man, Lord, remind me of who you are. Lord, remind me where you have brought me from. Lord, remind me what you want to do inside of me. Father, I can walk with the assurance someone has my back. Someone is for me. And that is God Almighty. Amen. Come on, let's worship with this song.
That's the assurance. That's the assurance. There's freedom. So if your heart is heavy, it can be free when you begin to worship the Lord. If you ever feel lonely, like nobody cares about you, you need to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior, it's not like everything's going to be perfect and smell like roses all the time. It won't. But He'll always meet you where you are and encourage you. The hope that we have in Jesus. What liberty, what freedom that brings. The freedom, the assurance of that freedom. So right now, would you just, would you just lift your hands with me, those of you here, those of you that are watching. And we sang a song earlier and it said, I need you. Come on, would you just, we're going to sing that chorus. And I just encourage you to make that, make that your declaration. Because this is what happens. The Bible says that when he inhabits, he comes and consumes and dwells in the praises of his children. You, you get a picture of that? When you begin to say, Lord, I need you. <laughs> Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, I need your healing in my family. Lord, I need your wisdom in my job. Lord, I need your restoration in my relationships. Lord, I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need your instructions. There needs to be that cry of David, that desperation. Lord, I need you in my life. Because until we say, Lord, I need you, until we can lift up our hands and worship him, we will not experience the assurance that we have in Jesus Christ. And the enemy, that's the exchange for us to have the confidence, the unwavering confidence for us to hold on. We must worship him. That is when truth that is when if there is a lie, it will encounter truth. If there is darkness, it will encounter light. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is going to be an exchange inside of your spirit. But you and I must cry out and say, Lord, I need you in my life. With authenticity, not with delusion. But Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. So come on, we're going to sing this verse. And I just encourage you, make it your prayer. Make it your cry to the Lord. Lord, I'm putting my trust in you. I'm putting my hope in you. I know you cannot fail me. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Come on, tell me.
Maybe He's been wanting you to cry out, Lord, I give it to you. I can't carry this anymore. God, I do not have the answers. I do not have the solutions. But God, I need you in my life. Maybe that's what He's wanting to do. Maybe you've been the opposite of David. You've been the one, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to be birthed. No one's going to move me. Well, my friends, in order for you to experience the assurance of God, you're going to have to be moved with, with, Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, I need you in my life. So come on, just right now, in closing, just make that your prayer. spirit within me. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I receive you, Lord, as my Lord and Savior. I believe in you, Lord. And I need you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Father, I thank you for every person here and watching. Father, may you hold them. May you guide your favor rest upon them in the name of Jesus. And Father, may the assurance of the Word of God rest upon them in their minds, in their souls, and their spirits. That you love them. That you value them. That they are not alone or forgotten or forsaken. Lord, I speak divine health wisdom and strength upon them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Oh, he's for you. And he loves you. Amen. I encourage you, whether it's here in this church building, whether it's watching online, whether it's driving down the road, I encourage you. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I need you. And all oh, his presence will come and he will remind you you will have greater assurance that he's with you. Amen. Guys, we love you and we care for you. We hope you have an amazing new year. If you need anything, we're here for you. God bless and good night.